More now on the farm-level emissions pricing scheme to be introduced from 2025, which will have farmers paying for methane and carbon dioxide emissions. Earlier, climate professor of physics at Canterbury University, David Frame, told me he welcomed the recognition that there is a real difference between the two gases and that methane doesn't belong in the ETS. That is a recognition that's only come about in the last five years, that methane is different from carbon dioxide, its effects are different from carbon dioxide, and it deserves to be treated differently. That would be standard anywhere else in environmental policy, but climate change has some odd little pathologies in the way we've we've done it down the years. And I, I think it's great that that science has actually been listened to. Most people now understand this, that methane doesn't belong in the ETS. There's a few diehards who don't get it, but I think it's really good that New Zealand as a whole has, has accepted this and is now developing a scheme that's targeted around methane emissions and that agriculture is beginning to play its role in climate policy. How hard is it to estimate how much methane versus CO2 you've got on your farm? It's certainly uh, a challenge. With CO2, normally you're buying some sort of fuel, uh, and so you have a pretty good idea of of how much carbon dioxide you're, you're emitting. With biological systems and ruminants, it's quite a bit more uncertain. But they can have a they can have a reasonable estimate. The system that they've used to come up with this uh, policy structure is pretty reasonable, and most of the recommendations are quite sensible. So I think it's reasonable to price methane emissions on farm. It's reasonable to take in the the basic approach to the pricing structure. That's a per kilogram approach that they've arrived at. I think that's all pretty sound. I think there are some open questions uh, for further development, especially to do with quite where the the mitigation uh, burden will lie and how you treat on-farm carbon sequestration, which was a suggestion made by Heiwaka Ikinoa that the government have, have refused. Let's talk about that sequestra- sequestration. How does it work? So is it all trees or some trees or only riparian and indigenous Vegetation, where where is the line drawn and how does this play out yeah, for farmers? Yeah, I think that's one of the open questions is, is how to characterise that, what to give credit for, what to include, what not to include, whether or not those trees belong in the ETS or in a this sort of integrated scheme is an open question and one I hope the government won't kick into the weeds. Looking at the response from industry leaders and people within the sector, they're not happy. They see this as a decision that might push people to convert their farms to forestry as a way to avoid levies. Uh, That's possible. I think that they have some legitimate grounds to be concerned. Uh, It's very hard to ensure just transitions in climate policy. It's something that I think we need to feel our way a bit on. Because methane emissions aren't cumulative, uh, you actually have a little bit more time flexibility to deal with these sorts of things. So I, I would hope that we're going to proceed fairly and make sure that there isn't too much disruption to rural communities where you could get pockets of poverty quite easily. That's Climate Professor on Physics at Canterbury University, David Frame.